This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 925. Don't get too big for your britches with today's idioms about skills. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Today, we answer a fantastic listener question about using proverbs or idioms from your native language on the IELTS speaking exam. Learn how to do this in a way that won't ruin your score and get three native idioms about being skilled. Long time no, not no see, long time no talk to. Um, yes. I just got back uh, from vacation. So um, what is How was the it? best thing that's happened to you in the past two weeks? <laughs> mm, the best thing that's happened to me. Oh, wow. It's sad that it's taking me so long to think <laughs> of something good that's happened. <laughs> we did. So the the park nearby us was finished. They have 16 pickleball courts. You know, I love pickleball. And so that's nice. We've been able to go and play. There are these brand new courts with lights at night. So that's fun. But it's still 110 degrees here. So we don't have to play long and we're real sweaty. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know what? Like it's already, the temperature's already decreasing here. Like I'm already feeling the fall, which is my favorite feeling of all. Um, What about you? How was Season. I have been dying to hear about your vacation with James. How did it go? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. The camping trip was incredible. We didn't shower for five days. We were nice. so dirty when we got home. <laughs> um, but we swam, you know, we went to some like amazing oh, yeah. hot springs under a waterfall. Um, it's like an informal bath. Sta- huh? It's like an informal bath. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, we took out the paddleboard um, and some friends camped with us. And it was, yeah, it was amazing. Exhausting, but amazing. Um, So guys, in today's episode, you are going to learn some really awesome native idioms to get you that seven or higher for vocab on speaking um, about professionals and skills. So very useful for IELTS. Um, But the reason we're talking about this is because we got a cool email from a listener, right, Aubrey? Yes, it's a listener in Uzbekistan. So this was awesome because we have, I mean, we're one of the top 5% of podcasts for downloads worldwide from our host. And it's so fun for me to see all of the different languages our listeners speak and all the different countries they're from. I love that. It's so fun. And so every time we get an email like this, that's from, you know, I've never met someone from Uzbekistan, but I love that this person listens to our podcast, had this awesome question. So today we're going to answer this question for you. And yeah, it's a really fun one. Yes, I love it. Um, Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit from his original email asking the question. And I'm going to try and say his name. So let's see. Uh, I am Kilolakon Abdumalikova 
from Central Asia, uh, Uzbekistan. Uh, and he says, I have a question in terms of proverbs and other sayings. Can we translate them from our native language into English and use them? Um, he said he's seen some people doing this in IELTS writing and speaking. Um, can we do a special episode on this question? Yes, we can. Kilo Lakon. I hope I'm saying your name right. So what do you think? Like, should a student just like spout out a, a proverb in their first language or what? What do you think about that, Aubrey? On the IELTS exam, no. I would love if we're just having a conversation with someone. Right. Yes, right? Tell me a proverb in your language. Tell me the translation. I want to know. But as far as the IELTS exam, if you direct translate anything from your language, it's going to be full of grammar errors. Exactly. It's not going to make sense. And it's going to pull down your score. Exactly. And it's a bad habit, guys. If you didn't listen to yesterday's episode where I got to interview Amy from Real English Conversations, um, she talks about the difference between low-level and high-level translation. This is low-level translation, which helps no one. You cannot translate word for word. It's not going to make sense in the second language that you're translating to. Like Aubrey said, grammar mistakes, vocab mistakes. And obviously, guys, those two things lower your IELTS score. So in no universe, is this okay to do? Um, but having said that, um, there is a way you could work in the idea of it, right? So the example he gave, I'm not even going to attempt what it is in Uzbek, but he gives a couple different translations, right? Like there is a specialist for every work, which... Okay, that's not correct grammar, right? See, this is what happens when we try to translate. Um, and every specialist has a teacher. It means that everything must be done by professionals because then it's done well, right? So are there any shorter ways we could say that? Do we have any phrases that mean that in English, Aubrey? Yeah, definitely. We have some fun phrases that you could use instead. But if you do want to share, if you want to talk about a proverb in your language, you could say, you know, there's actually a proverb in my native language. I won't tell you the actual phrase. You wouldn't understand it anyway, but it basically <laughs> means. And I then you could that. use one of these idioms, right? So for example, we would say, let's leave it to the professionals, right? This is something I've said to my husband when he's wanting to do electrical work around <laughs> oh, the house, no. maybe, or something that he's not trained to do. I'll say, maybe we should call a professional. I, yeah, I love it. Um, or let's leave it to the pros, right? It's just a way to shorten that. So guys, yeah. I could see this fitting in um, in speaking part two, especially where you're telling a story about something that went wrong, right? Um, there are part two questions like, ha like describe something you fixed recently or describe something you tried to fix but couldn't. Or even a part one asking you how handy you are, right? Around the house or fixing old gadgets. Or in part three, sometimes there are questions about reusing certain things. Like I know for a while on the exam, when I was still an examiner, there was a group of questions about like, why these days do we, like, if something breaks, we just throw it away and we buy a new one. Um, why do we do that? Like, why don't we try and fix it ourselves? That's what people used to do, I think. So anyway, this phrase could fit in in a lot of places. Um, so we also have a couple idioms that have to do with this theme. Like... Telling someone that's not in your wheelhouse, saying that's not your expertise, right? Maybe call someone else. Um, is that something you say? Um, yeah, I have said this before. I don't say it as often, but I've heard it a lot, I feel like, for someone to say, ooh, this isn't in my wheelhouse. I'm going to focus on a task that I'm 
you know, more suited to. And I'm going to call someone who knows how to do that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, And it doesn't have to be negative, guys. Like if you're answering questions and speaking part one about your job, then it's positive, right? Describe what skills are in your wheelhouse. So if you're talking about your job and say, like, I'm feeling really great about this new position because it involves a lot of one-on-one contact with new clients. And you know what? Developing personal personal relationships, that is in my wheelhouse. So use it to describe a skill that you that you have, right? Um, and the, okay, this next one is super informal. I would say only <laughs> only speaking part one or part two. What is this last phrase, Aubrey? Okay, this idiom is don't get too big for your britches. <laughs> So old timey. I love it. it sort of does, but I say this and I've heard this. Totally. This is, yeah, it's common. I mean, not common, but you know, you'll hear it. It's not like sure. people will understand what you're saying. Yeah. So britches are your pants. It's a, it's kind of an old timey way to say your pants. Yep. So saying don't get too big for your britches means like don't be trying to do something you're not able to do. And sometimes it also has a connotation of don't be thinking you're really good at something that you're actually not. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, this phrase could definitely be used when you are answering questions about skills or being unskilled, on the other hand. But it has a more general meaning than the first two phrases we talked about. Like, this is more like, don't don't get arrogant, right? Don't get yes. full of yourself. Don't get a big head. Wow, we have a lot of phrases for arrogance. Um, so yeah, this is like any situation or person that is maybe thinking they're a little better than they actually are. Um, and this is like something we say directly to a person, like, don't get too big for your britches. So that would be a quote that we could talk about in a story in part two, but also like describing people. You could say, I think he's gotten too big for his britches, to be honest, right? Um, Like a famous person who's just gone wacky. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely use idioms like this to sort of soften something we're saying. Because if you say directly to someone, don't be arrogant or don't be cocky, that could be offensive. Like it's pretty harsh. Whereas if you say this a little more in fun, like, okay, don't get too big for your britches. No one's going to be offended by that. I know because it's cute. Um, Like this is something that since it does kind of sound like it could be from the old West, you know, Mm. um, I would like put on a Southern accent and say it to James. Like if James is like, oh my God, I'm going to jump my bike off the roof because I'm awesome. I could be like, don't get too big for your britches, partner. And like it would sort of make it funny, but he would know, you know, like, okay, like I shouldn't do that. I was so excited there to hear your Old West accent. I could feel it coming, and I was so excited. And you did not disappoint. It was great. I love accents, both James and I do. They just, you know, life is more fun if you can talk funny. That's the goal today. Um, Okay, guys, so so definitely write down these three phrases that Aubrey and I taught you. Think of how you could apply them to your own life, because if you don't make it real for yourself, if you don't think of a real way you could say this, you're not going to use it on the exam, guys. So come back to the blog, allearsenglish.com slash IELTS. Tell us your own example sentence with this phrase. This is episode 925. Um, and also, there's something else students should do. 
What is that, Aubrey? Something about a free score. Right. <laughs> if you haven't heard us say this yet, because this is such a great resource. If you go to allersenglish.com slash my score, Jessica has created this two minute free quiz, which gives you your estimated band score today. And you'll find out what you'd get on the score and also free resources at your level. So there's no reason to not do it. Pause the podcast. Go now to allersenglish.com slash my score and take our quiz. Sweet. You know what, guys? You don't have to pause because it's over for today, but we will see you tomorrow. Ari, thank you for this conversation. It was super fun. Yes, you too. I'm glad you had fun on your trip and welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. Bye, Aubrey. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.